Welcome to the F and Alchemy podcast, a safe space for each other and you, our fellow alchemists, created through authentic vulnerability, respect, honesty, and trust. By working through our day-to-day experiences together and being transparent and relatable, we invite you to take comfort in where you currently are in your journey, knowing you are exactly where you're meant to be, you are seen, and you are never alone. Hi, I'm Kate, claircognizant woo goddess of Violet Feather Alchemy, bringing you downloads from the spiritual world. And I'm Amy, audacious empowerment queen of Ethan Creative, daring you to unleash your creatrix. This is the Ethan Alchemy Podcast, where vulnerable synergy begets Ethan magic. Episode 8, Let's Get Physical Intelligence, Part 3, Walking Through Grief. Today's episode may be emotionally challenging for some of our listeners. We will be discussing a personal experience with miscarriage and the grief of loss. Please exercise self-care as you take this journey with us today. Hello, Alchemists. We're back with our third and final installment of our Physical Intelligence series, Let's make some magic. So I know you've been processing a lot of grief lately, and I wanted to hold space for you to share in whatever way that you're feeling called. These are things that I am seeing and experiencing and witnessing in my own life right now in a very mirrored, parallel existence in another human being who is close to me and these questions are like right in my face like it's so potent and it's so obvious and it's so heartbreaking and and gut-wrenching and just any level of like on the spectrum of emotion like it checks every fucking box and there's a lot of fucking pain, but there's a lot of like emotional pain. There's also a lot of like fucking physical pain. And it's so fucking hard to not be able to like transmute that or heal it or remove it or like ease it or lessen it or any of that. Like it, it just, it's, it's all, and then I'm kind of like talking really high level, but it's all come into, I almost think of like a black hole. Like there's this, there's this unseen fucking magnetism that has just collected this, this mass that is, I don't believe this to be true, but like seemingly more powerful than anything any of us are capable of like um, dealing with or like I said, transmuting or, you know, removing. And um, is it our job though to do that or is it our job to be a witness in situations like this? 
Because sometimes I think the most powerful thing that you can do for another human being is not to to fix or try to release, but just to stand and bear witness to someone strictly, you know, so that they can be seen in a time that's really difficult. And maybe, you know, maybe what to get out of that is maybe that's what this situation has brought to you is for you to be able to simply be a witness to someone because that's what energetically or karmically or even in the physical, that's what they need. How do you bear witness without coming across as being incompassionate or dismissive? Or, I mean, selfish even comes to front of mind. Like, Are you talking about you specifically or you as the collective? I mean, I'd say both. Me specifically for sure, but also like... If you're just being, if you're just being a witness to something that's happening that is horrible, I mean, there's no, it's, that's just horrible. Like, yeah, we have all had to witness and be a part of horrible things, or maybe some people just noodle salad and likes are their life, and that's great for them. <laughs> <laughs> I am not one of them. It sounds lovely. Kudos to you. But when you're bearing witness to something that's horrible, like. just being a being like a bystander like that just feels helpless it feels like you're being incompassionate it feels like not knowing what to do or what to say like and then not doing anything like it just or doing everything I don't know it just it's a there's yeah mm. So that's that's a really complex question, and so I'd like to clarify that there's a difference between being a witness and being a bystander. Bystander is more, I think, what you are talking about, like not caring or being selfish or like, but being a witness is is holding space for somebody compassionately. Mm. Being a witness is is being engaged and focused on the well-being of and the benefit of the person that you are being a witness to. It's not being a bystander because you do care. And I think backing up, because when I asked you, are you specifically talking about you or just the collective you, if you're compassionate or empathetic, if we have that experience, it's important to bring that into being a witness being a witness is not something cold. It's not something calculated. It's not something that's, you know, I'm putting you over there and I'm just going to stand over here and watch the watch the train wreck happen. That's not what it is. It's actually being actively engaged with it, with a healthy boundary and a distance and an understanding that it's not about you. It's about you being there for another person and allowing that other person to be seen in a held and the most comfortable way possible. It's not about being a detached bystander. That's not what it is. There's two very different two very different concepts going on there. Does that help clarify yeah, that? Yeah, it does. How do you do that from afar? Like, what do you mean by afar? Do you mean like physically, physically. or emotionally afar? Physically. 
Well, I mean, that's different for every person in every situation. And I don't know the um, logistics specifics of your situation or the capacity of the person on the other end of your situation. But, I mean, you know the gamut, like Zoom calls or just text messages just saying, I see you, hang in there. Or, you know, just compassionate touch points, if you're not in close proximity to somebody, compassionate touch points that are allowing you to step into a witness role that allows you to be the observer and giver of compassion an acknowledgement to another person, whatever that could look like for you. And again, I don't know the exact specifics of, of your situation, but think of it along those lines. Yeah, true. Being a witness is challenging, can be challenging for some people because I know at least for me in previously in my life, I've always wanted to be a fixer and I want to fix things and I want to make things better. And so for me, learning how to do that was really challenging because I always want to be in there and be in hands-on. And what I had to come to terms with is, is that was not my responsibility to do that. It's not my responsibility to do that. And so understanding that fully it takes the pressure and the stress and a lot of the maybe responsibility or maybe even guilt maybe carried about what's happening like it helps take that off you because your focus is reframed on being present for somebody else mm-hmm. and understanding it's not your job to fix it. It's not your job to do anything about it. it you're allowing things to play out how they will and you're not intervening, you're just being a witness. That's it. Yeah, it just feels so fucking impossible. <laughs> it can be it can be very overwhelming, and I think what you're experiencing is completely normal and and totally expected. It's part of the the things that are needed to be felt during an experience like this. It's a it's a growth opportunity for you. So the interesting thing about experiences, any experience, is that there's always so many facets to an experience for each participant or person that comes in contact with that experience, whether they're directly participating or not, because everybody's going to glean something different from having come in as a touch point to that experience. And all of those experiences are valid. And there's so many gifts, so many beautiful things to be learned, so much emotion to be felt, so much probably grief that's going to need to be processed. And that's, while processing grief is an unpleasant thing, 100%, it's not comfortable, it can be really icky, it's also an opportunity for transformation. It's a very complex thing, grief, um, because it can be some of the most unpleasant things you've experienced in your life, but it can also take you to some of the most amazing places in your life. There's a duality to it that's really unlike anything else. And it's profound because of the 
the depth of the emotional connection that goes with it. I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. And this one stuck hard. (laughs) Please share. So... Several years ago, I was visiting a friend at her house, and our kiddos were playing, like, upstairs or outside or whatever, and we were sitting at her kitchen table, and she is a very intuitive, spiritual person. She's, like, a Reiki master and massage and all the things like very very in tune does a lot of work around trauma and things like that wonderful beautiful human and I don't even know how we started talking about or why this topic came up or why she felt compelled to tell me but she told me a story or something came up again I don't even remember how it came about but it was basically about someone that I think either she knew or was connected to in some way that had lost a child and I hate even saying the word, but like lost a child to suicide and out of her grief became this like world-renowned speaker, author, whatever, out of that subject matter. And as she's telling me this story, my sacral, my guts, whatever, like, it was an extremely intense sensation in that part of my body. And... (laughs) I almost like got kicked out of my body. Like mm-hmm. I am like it was so intense. It hit me like right in my fucking core in my gut. And I almost like it almost took up so much space that like I got kicked out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the only that's way pretty I can intense. explain it. And I was kind of just like you know like in movies when they like and I'm thinking about the Avengers or something when he like punches in but he Doctor Strange like punches Spider-Man and he like flies out of his body and there's like his body, but he's also like, hey, well, how did you do that? And he's like messing around and stuff. It was kind of like that. Like my body was there, but I was like five feet away from it, just kind of like floating above and being like, what the fuck? Because this, you know, something that somebody said triggered me so hard that it knocked me out of my fucking skin, literally. And you know, I didn't know what was happening. Like when it was happening, I was just kind of like uh, what the fuck is going on, right? And so I, like, come back into my body, and I was shook. Like, I mean, literally shook. And I don't even remember, like, what happened after or if we just, like, kept carrying on or whatever. Like, I have no... Like, nothing happened. I have no fucking idea, right? All I remember is that, like, since that fucking day, since that conversation, I have had that feeling in my body for for since then and I and I can't shake it and it's just it's so fucking weird because I like felt that woman's pain in my body Mm -hmm. 
of losing that child. And, you know, years later, what I attribute that to, that physical sensation in my own body was, it was like my miscarriages, right? And so, like, that part of my body is still, there's still so, and I've done so, I've done so much fucking work. I've done so much clearing. I've done so much fucking work. I've done so many fucking things. And that's kind of what like put me on the path to, you know, what I'm doing now is not working. So like, I need yoga. I need fucking to quit my job. Call like, all the resources. <laughs> I need fucking Jenny O and all of her magic. If you guys don't know her, you need to know her. Like, I need all the fucking things to to transmute this. I mean, I don't even know how else, to, but like it has to, I can't do it on my own because it just sat with me so hard. And like that level of loss and that level of grief, like, and I know this happens for a lot of women and it is not an uncommon story for miscarriages and it's the fucking worst. And I don't wish that on anyone because it's so fucking horrible. And when I talk about it in the rare times that I do, I'm always reflected back of like a yeah, me too kind of thing for other women in my life. And I just, it fucking breaks my goddamn heart. But for me, like that moment when that happened twice, fucked me up so bad and it rocked me to my fucking core and literally having something that was alive and then die inside of your own fucking body and having to carry that around and have it removed not once but twice and I know like I said happens for a lot of people even more than that but like that fucking loss fucked me up so bad for so long that I think when I heard that fucking story, it was a wake-up call, one, that, like, you haven't dealt with this fully. It is calling you to fucking be, you know, to recognize it, to acknowledge it, to process it, to love it, to forgive it. But I didn't understand that at the time. I, I mean, I did on some level, but I didn't fully on that spectrum. And when you talk about, like, patterns and things like that repeating, it's like, for me, that fucking pain and that sensation and that feeling in my body is back in that same fucking spot. And it scares the shit out of me because I'm like, I thought that I had like dealt with this and I thought that I processed it and I thought that I let it go and I thought that I'd forgiven myself and all that. But like, and it did, it went away for a little bit <laughs> or I was just so busy to, I didn't know. I didn't want to acknowledge it. And even like having Jack, you know, like that healed such a big part of it, but it's, it's still there and now like being faced with 
someone else going through that fucking experience for themselves and the inevitability of it is like it's still hitting in that same fucking spot and it's taking up so much fucking room and I want to like hold it and feel it and release it and let it go and forgive it but I don't know how right now like I don't know how and so I'm trying to take in like what's being learned you know what's to be learned what's being reflected what's being you know calling my attention to be recognized and on that level like it just it's so much it's so much like and I don't even know where to start to begin to heal myself or be a witness for someone else or hold space for any of it because it all just feels it just feels <laughs> all the feels it's not crushing but it's like it's like paralyzing it's keeping me like glued to this one thing and I just want to fucking kind of deal with it. <laughs> I can't just go away. I don't want to deal with it. Because I thought I already had. <sighs> I really appreciate your vulnerability in this. This is not what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> There is one thing that I think <sighs> that you may be missing in in your experience right now, and that is your ability, and not just ability, but superpower to be compassionate and to be a witness because you know what pain feels like. You know what it's like to be in a in a life or death situation. You know what the physical pain, you know what the emotional pain feels like. And while that I would never wish that on anybody, you have a level of understanding to be able to bear witness for somebody else. That is an amazing gift to be able to have an understanding that's so deep that you can that you can be that for somebody else. That's super powerful. And as you go through this experience, Things are going to unfold on all sides of the experience. And maybe part of this experience and why it's striking you so potently right now, especially in your sacral chakra, maybe why it's so potent right now for you is because you're about to heal that because you're bearing witness. 
Healing hurts. Fuck off right now. (laughs) (sighs) Healing hurts. It's not easy. This, what you've shared is very nitty gritty healing. Like this is, this is significant. And maybe the reason it's so potent and it hurts so bad right now is because this is how you're meant to heal that for yourself by being a witness in this situation. You've never done anything quietly ever in your life, and and you're just going this one full out bang up job. Like this is this is par for the course for you. To be honest, as far as going big or going home, um, <laughs> and I'm not trying to make light of the situation at all. That's not what I'm trying to do here. Um, I'm very very proud of you for your strength and the way you're approaching the situation and the way you're navigating through life. And you, you choose every day to take a step forward every day. You're making that choice to take a step forward. And that, that's, that's it. Like we've talked about this, you know, in, in the past, all you have to do is just keep taking a step forward. Even if it's just one step, like, that's it. And you're doing that every day. And you're here and telling about it and you're sharing it with other people so that somebody else might not feel so alone. And you're, you're brave enough to show up authentically and have this knowledge become something that's not just inside of you. And imagine... Imagine how that ripple effect is going to go out. And it's actually a really beautiful abundance in that way. Because it's not just about you. And I think that that's the beauty of it. Can't I just like work at McDonald's or something? <laughs> well, what I was going to say is I I love how you growl at me when something makes sense. <laughs> and again, I'm not I'm not laughing. This, I'm not making light of anything I'm, here. I, I just know, I'm it's, not either. It's little quirky things about you, the way that you <laughs> the way that you acknowledge things that I just that I love. You know? <sighs> Shit sucks. I'm hungry. (laughs) Was not where I anticipated that conversation was going to go at all. I think it's exactly what needed to transpire. Sincerest thank you to Amy for sharing her journey today and for her courage to do so. Until then, stay effing magical. Ready to create more magic? For additional episodes and insights, 
go to fnalchemy.com. E-F-F-I-N-A-L-C-H-E-M-Y.com. <laughs>